Today we're going to talk about family roles and how that plays within your own family system. Interestingly, with family roles, you will carry those roles that were set for you prior to you coming on, you know, into this earth by your loved ones, you know, your parents, your caregivers, whoever. And interesting, those family roles that were given to you, if you'd stay in those roles, when you like think when you go to like a friend's house or a friend's um, or family event party or whatever, um, how do you behave? Do you fall back to acting and behaving as the role that was given to you and the role that you played within your household? Now that's a prompt and that's a question for you to ask like for you to ask yourself. Just keep them back in your mind as you listen to this podcast. So the first family role we're going to talk about is the golden child. Or some people say, you know, the hero of the family. Now think about Prince William and Prince Harry. Now, which of those two, as we now know, would be considered the golden child? right so probably prince william so the, what the golden child looks like the golden child within a family is probably going to look like the chosen one right so this is the good child the one that's responsible the one that goes to college the one that does no wrong in the eyes of the of of the mom and dad right so this golden child can do absolutely no wrong but what happens with the golden child is that that's the child that's probably hated the most by the other children because they are not perfect. The golden child is not perfect. It's just chosen by the family, you know, by the, the mom and dad. And because it's chosen by the mom and dad, the other children want attention too, but the other children don't get the attention that the golden child receives. And that's basically what children want, right? They want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to be taken care of. They want to be played with. But the golden child is the one that gets most of everything. And happens to be, also, the golden child tends to be an extension of the parent. So they act like the parent. They're good like the parent. And also, they're giving more um, they are given more opportunities than the, the rest of the children. So, and they also the higher expectations. So is it the, you know, do you want to be the golden child within the family? No, you don't want to be the golden child. You don't want to be the scapegoat. You don't want a role. That's the goal of the family system to have no roles. Unfortunately, with dysfunctional families, when we grow up in dysfunctional households, there are roles given, okay? So that is the golden child. Let's move on to the rescuer. Now the, res the rescuer can also be called like the fixer or like the one that wants to keep the peace within the family. And usually the rescuer what they do, what they tend to do, they take care of other people's needs within the family system. 
so their emotional needs, but they themselves are fixers because their anxiety is high. So if they fix something, then they will decrease the anxiety within the family. Therefore, their anxiety will also be lowered. So the fixer will look like someone that just wants to keep the peace. They help others before anybody needs the help. They try to um, help the parent and another thing that the fixer would do or the peacekeeper is they will clean up the messes. They also have a tendency to be given the role as the go-between. So when there's a family conflict, they'll go to this person and this person will kind of like um, be the middle person to fix and decrease the triangulation because it is a triangulation that's happening within the family, okay? So that is the peacekeeper, the rescuer, okay? The fixer. And also keep in mind that what I'm giving you here is just a little tiny glimpse to these family roles. These family roles will play with not only within the family system, I'm concentrating on the family system because otherwise this podcast would be an hour long, but keep in mind that these roles also go into your workplace it also works, you know, you also take these roles with your, um, with your, your friends and not just the family. Okay. But I am only focusing on the family system. Another thing about the rescuer, they can also be considered, um, as like the mediator because they are the kind of, they are like the go between. And so that's something to keep in mind when you have a, um, a, you know, the peacekeeper, fixer, rescuer, mediator. It, it's all in the name of decreasing the anxiety in the household and keeping the parents calm so that the children, you know, the family system functions better. But there's a lot of triangulation that happens between the family and the mediator. And there's a lot of triangulation with the hero, you know, the hero and the golden child as well. So you'll just, you'll start making connections as I continue. So now let's move on to um, the scapegoat, the black sheep of, of the family and what these individuals will experience. So the scapegoat have the tendency to be the, the one that gets no validation, right? They are emotionally abused. They are often blamed for the things that are, that happen in the family. Um, they are blamed if the day goes well, they're blamed if the day goes bad. If anything happens to the one particular child in, within the family system, this particular child is the one that gets blamed for it. So they are constantly getting blamed in the, also in the name of keeping the family anxiety down because someone has to be blamed and it's not going to be mom and dad or the golden child or this other person is going to be the scapegoat. Unfortunately, with um, the scapegoat, they have a tendency to experience a lot of abuse, abuse that they don't deserve and abuse. They're easy targets because they're very, they're very empathic. So they're, um, for the family system. 
so empathic in a way that um, they are easy, they're quiet. But unfortunately, if the parent is a narcissist and the child is scapegoated and blamed and there is a golden child within the family, the scapegoat, not all scapegoats, but all most scapegoats will also become a target to become a narcissist due to the due to the amount of narcissistic abuse that they have experienced within you know within the child you know within the childhood so let's keep that in mind so they also experience a lot of shame because they have very low self-esteem and because they have and remember these are children these are young children this happened in your household in my household um when we are children so we don't have a lot of um frontal lobe agency deciding for ourselves we are in the hands of our of our caretakers of our parents so we do with what we have when we are in these situations okay so keep that in mind another thing in regards to like the scapegoat is that um they have a tendency that they don't conform to the family um they have a they feel like they don't belong they also um they're also made fun of not listened to they're kept out of conversations and you know from the family conversations they are scapegoated out as if they don't they're not seen they're not heard they're just blamed for a lot of the shit that they didn't do you know what i mean so that's something like the it's a very it's a very sad role and also something with the um with the scapegoat is that they also have they may also have a tendency to have a really good sense of humor and also a greater level of being honest and willing to be close to their feelings and honest not all remember if the if the household is dysfunctional but there's narcissistic abuse within the family these scapegoats are not able to um i hate to say scapegoats like but you know children with these types of roles um have a tendency to also become narcissistic themselves not all not all but some okay so let's move on to um another family role that <laughs> it's funny because the name is they some people refer to this um particular person it's really they they, they can be called either the switchboard of the family it's kind of like the operator if you think about the old way of connecting this switchboard to the other switchboard you know connecting the one call to the other call the, like the old ladies um used to do and so um I shouldn't say old ladies it doesn't matter if it's old or young they would just um you know the switchboard operators they are also called like the personal assistants to the to the mom or dad i'm just drinking my coffee and um so these people if you think of them i also think of them like the newspaper like the 411 the person that you go to for the information for the family because also keep in mind these are dysfunctional families so mom and dad are not functioning to the highest potential 
So the children, the roles that belong to mom and dad, the children will take on these roles because for whatever reason, mom and dad work a lot. Mom and dad aren't there because they have 5,000 jobs. Mom and dad um, may not, may be alcoholics, may be just dealing with childhood trauma. We don't know what's going on with mom and dad, right? So we're just talking about um, family roles. So um, the switchboard, like I said, is kind of like the operator. You go to that individual for information. What time is this? What time is that? Why is this happening? So they're expected to be very helpful with very little regard as to um, how, it's, how it's affecting them. Because remember, these are children and they do these things like acts of service to the family and acts of service to um to you know for the for the parent these are also children that take care of their younger siblings and they take you know like as if they were like the pets because it's more it, it's not they just have to it's not developmentally correct but they have to be the personal assistant they have to be the helper and it's interesting to watch when there's um when there's a family of many children to see the diff the different roles play within the family you know when you're outside of the family looking in um it's an interesting process to watch um these little children be like parents and they all act like little parents and so just to make sure that the household maintains you know like the status quo dysfunction but it is their norm Another family role, which is, um, I think of this role as very, it's very sad, but also um, in a good way, very creative, right? So this, this role, you can call it either the invisible child or the lost child, which is really sad because I've worked with many lost children and actually children that have been lost by the system. And they're gone either they choose to be lost by the you know like the the family the children's family system meaning the, like the department of children or they've been lost within foster care they've been lost within their own families they're just they're they've been lost um and not found or they don't want to be found these are children that tend to run away from home as well um, at a very young age because of, you know, trauma or whatever it is. But the invisible child tends to be a child that is subservient, a child that is very obedient, very passive. They hide within the family trauma. They, you know, they lay low. And um, generally when this person gets older, um, they tend to be, you know, flexible, easygoing, but they lack, they tend to lack direction. Sometimes they're very fearful, you know, in making decisions based on not being seen, not being taught, not being heard. Um, so these, in, you know, these individuals have to fend for themselves. They have been, you know, forgotten about the planning. You know, they, if the, there's a, if the family plans something, they're not considered, um, 
their frustration, you know, by the family system that they need to be accounted for, you know, because they're there. It's not that they're not there, but they're not count, you know, they're not accounted for. They're not considered. Um, they're made to feel as if they were an inconvenience to the family. Um, so they may, they also may not conform to what matters to the family you know, or the family values because they're not even there. So these people, you know, these individuals, the lost children, the invisible children have a tendency to stay in their own, you know, to stay in their rooms, be very creative. Um, they just mind their own business. They, they could be the, these are the kids that you see in the movies that the fight is going on and they stay in their rooms, they put their headphones on and they just, you know, stay away. So that's the, that's the lost child, the invisible child. We're going to move on now to the clown. Okay, so the clown uses humor to offset the family, you know, the family discomfort. So when the family is extremely anxious, anxious, or there's, you know, there's just an uncomfortable conversation going on, they create something just to bring the, the very uncomfortable and uneasy with the high levels of anxiety. So they'll they'll joke around, they'll start to, you know, do whatever it is just to get the person to, you know, the, the family to laugh and take the family away from what is anxious and, or anxiety driven to what something lighter to bring light into the room. Okay. So that's something like the clown would, would probably do is to bring light into the room. So let's move on to the truth teller. So the truth teller is the person within the family system that gets what's going on. They see the dysfunction. They don't enable it. Okay. They don't, they don't try to justify it. They don't try to work with it. Um, it's less of a role than, and more of a circumstance for them, for the truth tellers, because they don't follow they don't follow the, they stay alive because they're still children, remember, but they know that there's something wrong, even if they, they may stay quiet because they don't have power. But these children that speak the truth, they see the truth. They tend to be the whistleblowers. These are the children that will go to, um, the teacher and tell the teacher that something is wrong in the household. So just to bring, you know, like, mom and dad are doing something wrong, something is happening wrong, or something wrong is happening to me, therefore, the truth teller will go and bring somebody to help because they know that mom and dad are not capable or not willing to do the helping, okay? So these um, truth tellers are the children that, like I said, will go to the teacher, tell the teacher, hey, this is what's going on, but those are the kids that will be removed from the household because they are bringing, you know, um, they are bringing shame into the household. They are bringing the police into the household. They are bringing the light, like they are shining the light at the family, like, hey, there's something wrong in the, in the system, the family system. Mom and dad are very quick to silence these individuals and ignore them and get them out. You will see this also 
not only in your family of origin, but you will see also will see this in families of creation. You will also see, see this in workplace environments. Okay, so it, like I said, all these roles play. There was a, something like one of the, the teachers um, said when I was in, in school to become a therapist, and it was like, you take your family wherever you go, and that is so true because no matter where you go, whether you go from your family of origin to your family of creation to your family at work or your family of friends, you're, you will see so-and-so and so-and-so will remind you of someone in your household that acts like the one in your household, that treats you like the one in your household, and you find yourself playing the role that you played when you were in your own family of origin within your household. The goal of family roles is to not have any. The role is to just be the most authentic you that you can possibly be and be able to bring all aspects of you to wherever the fuck you go. So not if you are if you find yourself in a situation in a friendship circle in a in in a family of, you know, family in-laws or family of creation or family, whatever, wherever the fuck you are. If you're not allowed to be 100% authentically you, it is not a functioning relationship, okay? So this is a very light list of family roles. You can go deeper into this if you want to do your own research. There are probably um, more family roles, but I just picked a few of them more of the highlights that you will most likely see and recognize. So once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And I will be back next week with attachment styles. And we'll learn a little bit more about that. Okay? Thank you.